Our text for today is Luke chapter 9, verses 10 through 17. Listen now for the word of the Lord. When the apostles returned, they described for Jesus what they had done. Taking them with him, Jesus withdrew privately to a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds figured it out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about God's kingdom, and healed those who were sick. When the day was almost over, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they can go to the nearby villages and countryside and find lodging and food because we are in a deserted place. He replied, You give them something to eat. But they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for these people. They said this because about 5,000 men were present. Jesus said to his disciples, seat them in groups of 50. They did so, and everyone was seated. He took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. Everyone ate until they were full, and the disciples filled 12 baskets with leftovers. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. My friend Molly and her son James were on a play date the other week. They were with Molly's friend Tiffany and James' friend Bennett. And James and Bennett were running around like kids do. It was, um, it was at hand in hand. And you know the tire climbing thing? Bennett was climbing up that and slipped and got a terrible friction burn on his arm. And came running to his mom and said, what are we going to do, mom? This hurts, this hurts, ow. And he was crying. And his mom said, I don't know, I don't have any Neosporin, I don't have any Band-Aids, I don't have any antibacterial wipes. But Tiffany had a balloon in her purse and a cup of ice and a styrofoam cup from the 7-Eleven and some duct tape also in her purse. <laughs> She's like that. So in a minute flat, she had taken the air out of the balloon, put some of the ice in the balloon, tied it back up with the duct tape, and had an ice pack all ready to go. And Molly said, how, how did you know how to do that? And Tiffany said, I'm poor. I can make anything out of nothing. I'm poor. I can make anything out of nothing. It is so easy to believe that there is not enough. Not enough to go around. Not enough to solve our problems. Not enough for what we need, much less what other people need. But the reality that Jesus insisted upon and that the early church discovered in their lives again and again 
was that there is, in fact, enough. The problem's just in the distribution. Jesus embodied that in his very being. And I don't think his social location was any accident with that. I'm poor. I can make anything out of nothing. The consistent testimony of Scripture is that grace pools up in the lowest places. That the wisdom of the underside is the wisdom closest to God's. That's where gracious plenty is found. As we begin our three-week series on communion, where we're going to dig into the meanings, some of the meanings, behind communion, and celebrate communion every week for three weeks, we are also beginning Mission Month. And I think that's just right, that they are going hand in hand. Because there is so much about the way we live in the world that is connected to how we come to this table. As Scott was saying, a lot of it's about companionship, which of course from the Latin means the one with whom we break bread. That's who we companion. And I think that's exactly what Jesus was calling the disciples to here. The temptation is to pawn the problem back off onto the people who were there, the people in need. But Jesus says, you give them something to eat. He calls them into sharing what they have, even when they doubt that it's enough, even when they're sure it's not nearly enough. He calls them to trust that what they have is enough. Who they are is enough. And the early church loved this story. They told it six times in just four Gospels. They couldn't help telling it again and again with little variations, the way family stories get told again and again and again with little tweaks, depending on who's telling it. We need this story. The early church told it at their house churches, which, interestingly, were about 50 people. The reality that there is enough becomes clear when we gather in community. We associate communion with the Last Supper, the meal before Jesus died. And that's correct. And we say something like, on the night before he died, Jesus took bread. And we say that every time. But that meal wasn't the first time Jesus did this. It was preceded by these meals where it seemed there wasn't nearly enough. And then there was gracious plenty by God's goodness. This is what Jesus did over and over again. He took bread. He didn't need a lot. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave it. And there was enough. So as we carry this text, 
with us to this table and then out into our lives this week. I think the word for us is that there is enough. When we doubt that we have enough, enough resources, but also enough time, when we're not sure we have enough energy or enough attention to go around, we can fall back on this story. It's in weakness that Christ's power is made perfect. It's in apparent lack that we find plenty in community. It's when we are poor that we discover Christ really can make anything from nothing. At this table where we meet Christ again and again, he says the same thing he has always said and that we always need to hear. He says, I provide the meal for I am the meal. I may be poor, dear ones, but that means I can make an abundance out of not nearly enough. I am the bread. Take, eat in remembrance of me. I am the cup poured out for you. Do this so you never forget. I am the one who took the nothingness of death leapt up with the abundance of life. So gather. Sit in community. Companion one another. And see how Christ's infinite love multiplies to every table. Amen.